I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Hey there, are you ready to elevate your personal brand or company? Meet Viral Growth, your one-stop shop for video content and audience building. Imagine growing your brand organically on social media without the hassle of editing videos for hours. With Viral Growth, it's a breeze. They handle the brainstorming, scripting, and editing while you simply just hit record. And don't worry about your niche. They cater to everyone, from business and marketing to health and wellness. Are you ready to make waves in the social media realm? Visit viralgrowth.io and use code ADWEEK, that's A-D-W-E-E-K, all lowercase, and get 10% off your plan. Hello, and welcome back to Homework, the first marketing podcast that is not about marketing. My name is Antonio Lucio, and today you will hear my conversation with Ro Calonaros and Christina Pyle. Ro is the Global Director of Content and Culture at Omnicom, and Christina is one of the best Chief Equity Officer, now with Dentsu America. They met each other while they were both working on different teams, different sub-brands at Omnicom, and now they're engaged to be married. During our conversation, we discussed everything from how do you work together during a pandemic, to wedding plannings, to how do you manage two careers when they're both at different stages in their lifetime? I hope you enjoy this conversation with Ro and Christina because I certainly did. Today we have Ro Caloneros. She is the Global Director of Content and Culture at Omnicom and her partner, Christina Piles. She's the Chief Equity Officer at Dentsu. They're newly a newly engaged couple, so congratulations on that. Thank, Thank you. you. <laughs> Happy to be here with you. Excellent. So oh, why don't we start at the, at the very beginning? How did you guys meet? Can we first open with it's an honor to be, this is take three of us recording the podcast, and it's just an honor for us to be in conversation with you, Antonio. So thank you for inviting us in. Oh, excellent. It's my pleasure, actually. So, uh, so how did you guys meet? Oh, we actually met at Omnicom. Wow. It's a funny story. <laughs> we met at Omnicom, but no scandal. The no, no. scandals here. <laughs> separate teams, separate, separate reporting lines. Like We'd kind of known each other for a little while, but didn't really work together very much. And then I moved to a different department. We ended up working on the same floor and started to get to know each other more and... That's how it happens. No, she moved up to like kind of the Omnicom HQ floor and everybody's like, you've got to meet this Ro Colinaros. <laughs> so 
I mean, we've been orbiting each other for a while and then, you know, we, we came together. Yeah. I think there's a stat that something like 40% of couples meet at work. Yeah. Who get married. 70, yes. 70% of six, 76% of people who date meet at work and then the lucky 40 get married. Yeah. Yeah. So you're about to enter the lucky 40. That's pretty, pretty cool. <laughs> when we have time to plan a wedding outside of work. <laughs> yeah. And- <laughs> so Ro, what, what, what did you see in Christina? Just someone who is kind and compassionate and brought people in the office together. People who you never thought would be friends. Christina brought them together to be friends and was always introducing people, was always making connections. And I have kind of a a similar love of connecting people and bridging the gaps between, you know, different pieces of the network. That was my job is kind of to to bring together agencies across Omnicom. And so we had that kind of shared love of people and you know, connection. Yeah. And Christina, what did you see in Roe? Roe is a quiet force. She's a quiet power. She is the smartest person in the room who does not need to suck up all the oxygen in the room. She is so well read. She's a voracious reader. She's, she's funny. She can laugh at herself. I guess it's all of those things that you those, those counterpoints to who you are and you see in somebody else. And I, I just love that about her. Like we are same, same, but different. And so how long have you guys been together now? Like almost four years. Four years. Yeah. Yeah. Very good. Through, all Through the- a pandemic. So that adds an extra yeah, five years. It's, yeah, this, it, it feels yeah, it's dog years when you have the pandemic for, for sure. So let's talk a little bit about that <laughs> pandemic. You guys together, two high performing leaders. What are some of the lessons of living through the pandemic that you guys are going to keep? Oh, are we, are we, are we being honest here? Because let's talk about negotiating. <laughs> Let's talk, let's talk about negotiating. I think that's the first lev- lesson in love and leadership through COVID. We, at one point, we were working out of a studio in New York City and negotiating space became like Hunger Game of Thrones. Oh, yeah. There were times where one of us would take a call in the bathroom. And especially since we work at competitors, there's there were a lot of firewalls we had to put up. So I would, you know, stuff towels under the door and close myself with a shower curtain to talk about a pitch that she also was on. And so it was a lot of, you know, balance in that respect. But it was nice because there were times where we couldn't talk about work. And so we were forced to, like, really take advantage of date nights and being together and reminding being reminded of the kind of other things going on in our lives the important things and you know family all the little people in our lives the the kitty cat that would creep into my conference calls at a very pivotal moment i think the most interesting thing about like COVID in a relationship is that Ro became my coworker. And like she said, we have to create these firewalls around sensitive topics, but there's, there's some things that bouncing off of her, getting her brain, her genius and helping power a project that I'm working on, especially when it's about our people. It was just, she was an invaluable coworker and I'm not going to trade her in now that the world's opening a little bit. (laughs) 
So, and there was a lot of understanding, like the little things that somebody needs and they don't say. Like Christina would come to my computer with a snack when she could like t- just tell I was getting hungry <laughs> and I was on a call or, you know, little things like that. We're, we're much more attuned to kind of each other's needs and like just this little surprises that would make each other happy. So now that the offices are opening up, how do you guys do to maintain that wonderful balance that you were able to achieve during the pandemic? We, that's an interesting question, too, because there's been an uptick in business travel. Antonio, I don't know if you felt it. It's just been a, like a complete swing back in the opposite direction. Some people thought business travel may never come back, but it it's here. Um, and so there's there's the office that now pulls us away because we try to go into the office. We try both of us try to maintain office culture. I believe in office culture. We also are, are trying to balance traveling sometimes around the world and traveling to different locations. So we have been trying to cross over where possible in business travel and and choose where we're going to be and where we're going to show up, especially when it comes to conferences that are a little bit more discretionary. We have tried to blend our schedules. And and then when we go into the office now, I think having a, a day or two away from Roe, my best coworker of all time, I think I appreciate her. I appreciate her a lot more when I come home. I'm just, it's just like looking forward to coming home, to seeing her and to talking about other things besides work, the people we love in the industry, the people that we mentor. So it's a little breakup. It's nice. And we do a lot of advocacy work in the industry and we often are working with the same organization. So sometimes we'll team up together to do a workshop or, you know, to support a a group that we're really passionate about. And so that's been nice too, to be able to kind of combine the, the giving back portion of the, the industry with our personal lives and our personal relationship. But it's just fun to see her in action. (laughs) So when, when you guys say planning, because I've I've had this conversation now with, with several couples, when you say planning, do you mean planning at the conceptual level or do you guys actually sit down with calendars and begin to align stuff so that you can have a, a, a view of what's going to happen over the next several weeks and months? Oh, we sit oh, down. Oh, oh yeah. There's, there's a, there's a merging of calendars. Yes. And, and digital and physical, like you can't, we need to see it in front of us. We need to have it in, in you know, plugged into the, you know, the Gmail plugged into the, the work and the outlook it's really, it's really 360 to get it right. It's almost like having another job, the planning. <laughs> it, it, yeah. it, it is. And, and are you both as disciplined in keeping and maintaining the agenda? I think so. I think we kind of have to be. I think Rose more disciplined. She is. I think she has a, she has a further look into the future and she can really like focus and move the little things move us towards the future. And I think that I like, I'm, I'm disciplined once it's in my calendar. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And when, <laughs> when it, and when it comes to the menial task of daily life, the garbage, the food, the who does dishes to whom or when. Oh, wow. Work? Oh, wow. You are, you're stirring up some, some dust over here. <laughs> Um, um, by, by the way, uh, at home, uh, I'm the dishwasher. I find it incredibly soothing to actually clean stuff and play with water. So it, it, that, that's my task uh, at home, for example. 
Yeah, Christina's a dishwasher. I love folding. <laughs> Give me anything to fold and I'm happy. But we both kind of hate cleaning. So we've had to figure out how to outsource that. And we were both, we watched our parents do it all. We watched them, you know, both have jobs and take care of us and do everything around the house. And so it was uncomfortable for us to let stuff go and outsource because we just weren't brought up that way. Yeah, it just but. doesn't feel, you know, we, we, you can do it and you can't do it all. And I got a little bit of coaching about outsourcing. Also, you know, some strong coaching from my leadership team at work. They're like, outsource more. And it has been better for our relationship because the time that we come together is time to connect and get to know each other and pour into our friends and family and pour into our people, our projects and our community. So it has given us some time back. We still do the day to day. And uh, yeah, Rosemary has, you know, she did the Marie Kondo folding. So her she's, <laughs> she is savage with folding and I can clean, you know, I got that kitchen. <laughs> and when we are doing that type of stuff, we try to make it fun. We will blast music. We will dance around with a broom. And so we find moments of joy in the stuff that seems like a slog. I just don't want Rosemary cleaning the toilet, but she, you know, she will. <laughs> you, you guys are working for two mighty groups that tend to compete against each other ferociously for clients, for headlines. One is at Omnicom. The other one is at Densu. How do you guys, and you guys live together. How, how do you do this? Sometimes it's not talking about work, but a lot of times we're in a very pivotal point, you know, after COVID where we're in a little bit of a talent crisis. Our industry is in such flux and we are seeing agencies and holding companies come together more and more to try to solve the industry's problems. And so in that way, it's been really lovely to both work in the same industry and experience a lot of the same problems. And again, be a part of a lot of these, you know, trade organizations and advocacy groups where we can solve, we have two of the powerhouses behind us that can come together to solve some really challenging industry problems and just make this a better working environment for everyone and for the, the future talent. Yeah. It's a, you know, you, Antonio, you know, our industry really well, and it's, it's really about the people and it's really a small industry. So there, you know, I love a lot of the people at Omnicom. I spent six years there. I was given an incredible opportunity to develop my DNI acumen and my business acumen. And so I love being tethered still to the great people at Omnicom. And I love bringing Ro into to the people at Dentsu, who are the smartest people I've ever worked with and some of the most generous people I've ever worked with. So we've just, we've doubled our network of really great people. And there are sometimes, I think we said it, there are definite firewalls or de sometimes we're in the same pitches, mm -hmm. if we're being honest. We, and then, you know, we, we know how to separate and, and our bosses, our bosses are like, I'm not talking to Roe right now. Yeah. So. And we're both also just total nerds for the industry. We love to <laughs> learn. We are always trying to get up on the research and the trends and to have someone who it wants to sit down at dinner and, you know, talk about the future of commerce. That's kind of cool and amazing. Ro likes to keep her pulse on on 
on the culture of our industry. So she is always popping me up with, did you see this new person that we, the industry acquired? Did you see who just won this piece of business? So it's fun. It's, you know, I, I, I don't know about those couples who don't work in the same industry, especially when it comes to advertising, because then you don't know what we do. <laughs> our parents don't know what we do. Oh, I, I, I spent an entire lifetime trying to explain to my father what marketing was. He died without knowing. He just knew that I was doing okay. But yeah, yeah. More, better than okay. Yeah, but, wow. But, but, but give me a little peek under the tent. There is a pitch and then Sue and Omnicom are going at it. And of course, culture and diversity and inclusion today are essential elements in any client worth its money. So I come in like a, 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 a fly in the wall. What is it like at home where both of you are working on that particular pitch at the same time? We both like to tease each other a little bit. <laughs> yeah. We'll like drop some comments and be like, oh, things are looking really good over here. I don't know about you. Yeah, she's like, our uh, e-commerce is really strong. Our positioning around retail is really great. I'm like, okay. And just, just enough to make you feel agitated. We're, rare, we're rarely in those situations. And, and I think at the end of the day, we all win when publicist doesn't get the business. <laughs> if Omni comes out, I'm always rooting for Dentsu. That's um, it. But, but yeah, I mean, I think we are, we are two totally different companies, totally different holding companies. We have different propositions. So I think it's not really rarely an issue. And then again, we just, that's the, the nature of being a professional. We draw those lines. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey there, podcast fam. Are you ready to break free from the social media rut? Hold on to your hatch because we've got just the thing for you. Meet Viral Growth, your one-stop shop for leveling up your online presence. Whether you're a personal brand or a company, they've got the tools and know-how to take you to the next level. With Viral Growth, forget about those endless hours of video editing. They handle everything from brainstorming, to polishing your content so you can just focus on being awesome. And guess what? We're hooking you up with a sweet deal. Use code ADWEEK for 10% off when you sign up. Ready to take your social media game to the next level? Head on over to viralgrowth.io and let's turn those digital dreams into a reality. Yeah, Roy, you, you, and when we met the first time, you mentioned a, a line that I found beautiful about competitive, but... Competitors, but not competitive. Uh, well, can you explain yeah. what you mean by that? Yeah. Which I think is 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 wonderful. 
Well, of course we have those situations. Our companies are competitive and we kind of relish in that competitive nature on that side. But when it comes to us as individuals, there is no competition at all. We are each other's biggest fans and cheerleaders and teammates. I'm always going to go up at bat for her and she's going to do the same for me. And we both, there's never kind of like an envy or a jealousy because there are wars that have been won and we've (laughs) kind of traded off on having the spotlight on each of us. But like, it's like Christmas when she wins an award for me. Like, (laughs) yeah, we just have so much fun in that way. I think you, we, we're, there's not that competitive energy. I think that can be really harmful to relationships. I've had relationships where it, it feels competitive and it can, that can feel fun up until a certain point. So we don't, we just naturally don't have that. We also, we have our own lanes and it has been a good, it has been a good two or three years for us and getting recognition for the work we're doing. We do the work without needing recognition, but the recognition feels incredible. And it's been, it's been like month after month, a little bit staggered between us. So there's been so much to celebrate after, you know, really hard two years. Um, And even in terms of finance, we know that there are times when our salaries will fluctuate and we're going to be in different, like, you know, pay brackets, but we kind of treat it as a family business. Like, when she does well, I'm doing well. When I'm doing well, she's doing well. Absolutely. There, there's a long road with couples. And, you know, so, one couple will be making this at, at a certain time or another couple will step away from the business to, to do this and be making something else. So we, we have no assumptions about the long road ahead of us. And then learning from some of the couples we admire most, like how to, how to have conversations about money that just doesn't feel competitive either. That, 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 that's, that's a very important point. And Christina, you mentioned when we met the first, that like, like many couples, both of you are at different stage of developments in, in your career. How, how do you guys manage that? Bro just has to admit that I'm a, you know, I'm a chief. <laughs> Sometimes at home, I just make her call me chief. And she, never, well, she has never, never once, she's never done it. We're different, we're different life stages. It's, it's not even... It's about, I've had longer, a longer time in the industry. And like I said, you, some, some people have to sidestep for anything, for personal projects, for their own health, for to support family health. I've seen some of the best people in our industry sidestep, step back in. It's so, you know, it, during COVID, we both, what's really interesting is we both doubled our scope at work. And that, that actually is back to your question about outsourcing some of the work at home. We kind of had to. We doubled our scope. And at first we didn't. And, you know, that pressure was just overly falling on one of us. And so I think it's just this a look, a really look into the future that where we are at this moment might not be where we always are and really treating each other's work and where each other are in the life stage as with equal importance whether it's growing and building or whether it's running, you know, a a, a big team. And I think it's also just in the way we live. We don't kind of overextend ourselves financially. We're like very grounded in family. And so we're like, we keep it to a point that, you know, we're heading into a recession. If something were to happen, we're in a good spot. And we like, just have a good understanding of what it would take for one of us to step up. And like either of us would go, you know, 
take a part-time job somewhere if that's what it came down to. And I think knowing that like no type of work is, you know, beneath us, no matter what happens is foundational to us. I would be a Sam's club greeter because I would Sam's Sam's is our client. They treat their greeters really well. They redesign their blue jackets. I'd be, if I had to, I would be a, I'd be a Sam's club greeter. (laughs) That's wonderful. With dignity. Absolutely. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Where are your parents? Where do do your parents live? My parents are actually here in New York. They're on Long Island. So that's, you know, we spend a lot of time with them. And so it's also the balance of family. And Christina's family's in Houston. So going to to visit there, it's another type of travel to negotiate. Rose not telling you that she is half Greek, half Italian. So her family is huge. <laughs> and they're I, local. I know that that and they're family. local. Yeah. And we often help my aunt out with her small children. So sometimes we'll have either be staying there with three children or this weekend we had two little <laughs> boys staying with us. So <laughs> getting some good practice in for the future. It's the family part is fun. It also is things that we have to factor into our our calendar because we put family on equal weight as, you know, our, the community, the advocacy groups and our work, like these are all on equal weight, um, which can be, it can be a lot. So um, the two of you are, as you mentioned, not only amazing professionals and leaders in your respective companies, but are also advocates uh, for the industry as as we move forward, the state of the industry relative to work-life balance, relative to diversity, what are some of the recommendations that, that, that we should give the industry to ensure that people live more meaningful lives? Oh, wow. We, we talk about this like day in and day out. And then, you know, the expression, you can have it all, but you can't have it all at the same time. I think, you know, when we coach younger people, we do talk about prioritization. I do think that we have to press upon the industry a sense of better balance because we will lose out on the best talent if we don't if we don't achieve that. And, and better balance is we've got to figure out this Zoom and Teams phenomenon mixed with our in and out of office and our hybrid lives. We have got to solve for, you know, people who are our parents and who want to be viable contributors to, to our work in the workplace, we have, we have our challenges cut out for us. We are still solving for diversity and inclusion and an industry that knows better. And I know, Ro, you sit close to a lot of issues, uh, the Gen Z, you're tapped into Gen Z zeitgeist. So what would you say some other things we've got to get right in this industry? I think just really listening and expanding our ideas and understanding around flexibility and just continuing to understand that as the world changes and evolves. I think when I I think a lot about culture and when I think about like workplace culture is always evolving. And so you have to, this is not just a one and done thing that we have to do. And then we move on from, we've solved the problem. It's just constantly engaging, constantly listening and figuring out new meanings of flexibility, new ways to give our employees flexibility that we just haven't considered before. I'm worried. I'm also worried. It's not worried. I want to get it right, this hybrid working, just because 
Roe and I benefited, and Antonio, you probably benefited from being in the proximity of great leaders and being in the proximity of leaders that you just don't want to be like. That's right. <laughs> like, but That's getting, right. getting to see them, getting to see and learn and get the mentorship, I think I think mentorship might be a dying art if we're not careful. So there's, I mean, we are facing in terms of inclusion, belonging, flexibility, work, ways of working. We are, de- we are trying to solve for our toughest issues in this moment. And I think there are like individual people listening to this podcast. And if you are a manager or you aspire to be a manager, get training on how to do that because mm-hmm. you as just one individual manager and can have so much impact on your team. And that permeates, that inspires the people who are on your team to be good managers, that when the other managers around you see your team responding in that way and see you being successful, Mm -hmm. you can help them to do that same thing. And so I think as an individual person, there's so much that you can do. You can tell we love this topic. (laughs) You you do, and you're very, very good at it, given both of your histories within the the space. I I just have one one last question. When, When you look back at your very young self, when you were starting your career, and now the way that life has played out both professionally and personally. How do you evaluate that? I I am. So this isn't a humble brag, but I I did get inducted. Well, I'm really proud of it. I did get inducted into the the AAF's Hall of Achievements. And I, you could not have told me, you could not have told me I would reach that level of recognition from my peers and the people I admire most. I I even thought about that because I, I attended, I went several times and sat in the audience and I helped work on applications for people. I just like never in my wildest thought, thought I would be a part of that esteemed group. So I'm looking back thinking, wow, the industry does get better. And I'm looking back and thinking like, y- your difference will one day make the difference. Why didn't I embrace my weirdness and my quirkiness and my different way of thinking and the different way I move around the world? Why didn't I embrace that sooner? Like, it's just my superpower. And for me, I think I did not go to school for this. I did not know this industry even existed or what it was composed of. I totally fell into this. I discovered advertising very late. And so... Little me just didn't even know this is a possibility for me. And I think even as my career went on and on, I've gone into roles that have not existed before. And so just the possibility that's out there and how the world is evolving and changing, there's so much possibility that we can't even imagine. Who knows where we're going to be in five, 10, maybe even two years, because there's just so much possibility. Your level of optimism and sense of opportunity <laughs> is infectious. I, this industry needs it more than ever now that we're going into some very difficult times. So I just want to thank you both for spending the time with us today, sharing your stories, sharing your challenges. And also, I I congratulate you on this beautiful engagement we need more couples like you in in the industry so thank you very much for the time oh thank you antonio we adore you i don't know if it's optimism or naivete but (laughs) we will take it
<laughs> you just have to have fun no matter what. Yeah. Thank you. And we can't wait to listen to the rest of your couples. Thank you so much, guys. We'll see you soon. All right. Okay. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to Homework, part of the Adweek Podcast Network and Acast Creator Network. This podcast was produced by Monica Bernal, executive produced by Al Manorino and John Heil, and edited by Lane McGibney at Batwell Studios. You can listen and subscribe to all of Adweek's podcasts by visiting adweek.com slash podcasts. Stay updated on all things Adweek Podcast Network by following us on Twitter at Adweek Podcast. And if you have a question or suggestion for the show, send us an email at podcast at adweek.com. Hey there, are you ready to elevate your personal brand or company? Meet Viral Growth, your one-stop shop for video content and audience building. Imagine growing your brand organically on social media without the hassle of editing videos for hours. With Viral Growth, it's a breeze. They handle the brainstorming, scripting, and editing while you simply just hit record. And don't worry about your niche. They cater to everyone, from business and marketing to health and wellness. Are you ready to make waves in the social media realm? Visit viralgrowth.io and use code ADWEEK, that's A-D-W-E-E-K, all lowercase, and get 10% off your plan.